Hud one, hud two, it's time to go. We come through on fourth and inches, and we'll stop until we scope. Had the game ahead, locked and put it in the figure four. We ain't worried about a hater, baby, we just build and grow. The Joe and Joey show, football, b-ball fights, pick a topic like a Khabib on his run. Yeah, they tried, but couldn't stop us. Watch it, yeah, we rockin', hot as Puerto Rico, we the wave. Go on and place your bets, check the over-under, we the fade. Yeah. It's no debate, we the greatest, but we debating your favorites. Greater raise the points of discussion, then we push it. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls. Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timberwolves. I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions. To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one. So just watch or just listen to the guys. Tune in to the show. Joe and Joey on the ride. Welcome back to the Joe and Joey Show, everybody. Thank you guys for following us and listening to us. As always, before we get into the show, make sure you follow us on our YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, at the Joe and Joey Show. We post daily clips and shorts every single day on our YouTube channel. So what's the rundown for the show today, Joe? What's up, guys? We got NFL Awards, Dolphins, Ravens, Russell Wilson, and trending topics for you. And we got our very special guest with us, our guy, Brandon Cho. What's good, Brody? What's, what's going, going on, Joe? What's good? What's good, man? Happy to be here, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah, introduce yourself a little bit, man, and uh, tell people where they can find you at. I know you got a little podcast going, too. Yeah, man. You guys can find us over there on the Sports Bender Podcast. Follow us on Instagram, TikTok. We also are on YouTube. Make sure you guys tap in with us. The Joe and Joey Show is popping, though. I love you guys, man. I love your takes. I love, uh, love the content you guys come out with. Um, consistent, uh, good takes, bad takes. I love them all. So <laughs> yes, sir. I appreciate it. We'll bro. take we'll take all the love and support we can get, man. So appreciate that. Definitely, yeah, you've man. been supporting since day one, and it's we try to show the love back. So we really appreciate it, man. That's love, man. You know, I appreciate it. I appreciate you guys having me on. We're gonna we're gonna get a full collab though one time at one time with the, with the rest of the guys on my group. Yeah, yes, for sure, man. We'll be on Absolutely. your we'll be on your podcast one day too. Yes, so. man. Definitely, definitely. That'll be awesome. But um, how was your Christmas, dude? How was your holidays? Christmas good, man. Everybody's doing well, man. Family's good. Everybody was off. Had a little girl running around doing what they do, man. So I, w- I wasn't mad at it. What yeah. about y'all? Same shit. Family. Spending time with family, you know, best time of the year. Take some time off from work. Reset, regroup, and get back on the grind next year. Dude, I'll tell you what. Christmas is expensive, bro. I'll yeah, tell you all, right. them gifts, <laughs> <laughs> all them gifts you got to get, but it's worth it, dude, honestly, to see your family happy and yeah, you know, just giving back to the people that support you. It's nothing it's best, better than that, yeah, dude, right? Best feeling. Best feeling in the world. But let's get into the show. So first topic, we're going to break down the NFL awards, who we think is going to win, right? So let's start with the MVP. So according to DraftKings Sportsbook, these are the top five odds right now. Lamar Jackson, number one at minus 190. CMC, number two, plus 500. Josh Allen, plus 800, comes in at number three. Tua, plus 1,000. And Brock Purdy plus twelve hundred to round out the top five. Dak Prescott slides out of the top five. He's number six now. So I want to start with Cho first. Who's your MVP right now? Break it down for us. Hey man, it's Tyreek Hill. It's Tyreek Hill, and I know he's not in the top five, and obviously not there in the top six either. But Tyreek Hill, man. I mean, this offense goes as Tyreek Hill goes, and it was clear as day, even against the Jets. We scored 30 points, but it wasn't as easy as Mike McDaniel wants it to be. You could tell the scheme is so like put together based off Tyreek Hill's strengths. Yep. So at the end of the day, for me personally, you take him away from that team, we're not the same ball club, especially mm-hmm. defensively. 
you could tell the team plays better when there's those splash plays that come. I, I remember a, a couple weeks in Washington, the game was a little tit for tat. He gets one over the top, 17-10. It's 24-17, another one over the top, 31-17. Like, it's mm-hmm. just when they make these play calls, how he can stretch the defense out. And Tyreek Hill, to me, is the best wide receiver in football. If he would have got the 2K, he would have gotten this MVP award, or he'd at least be in the top five. Yep. But I think his absence actually plays to why he should be MVP because even though, like I said, they beat the Jets, they played a team that can't has, hasn't scored an offensive touchdown and feels like forever. I know they scored yesterday finally, but the Jets are horrendous offensively. So I think Tyreek Hill is missed. I think when he comes back, they're a better football team. We played the Cowboys even at not 100%, almost cracked 100 yards. Tyreek Hill is my MVP. It sounds like that's who you want to win. But who do you think the NFL is going to give it to? NFL, this is your year to finally do something different. I think a quarterback shouldn't win this award this year. I think there hasn't been a quarterback to have the crazy statistical numbers with a 12-2 and record. You know, everybody's around the same record for the most part. You know, 49ers obviously took another loss to the Ravens. Ravens have the best record in football. I think that hurt McCaffrey and Purdy, dude, honestly. It did. No, hurt it, hurt it, both of them. It did. It definitely did. But it wasn't McCaffrey's fault. I think he had over 150 all-purpose yards that game. That knocked Purdy out of the MVP for yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Purdy for four sure. Picks. He's, four he's picks. Gone, bro. Yeah. Four he's picks gone. for sure. But I will say this. I think CMC or Tyreek Hill, I think they should give it to an offensive skill guy. I don't think... If there was a, a year to finally not give it to a quarterback, it should be this year. I know Josh yep. Allen's leading the league with, I think, 40 total touchdowns this year. Bro, he's the guy's well. got 40 touchdowns, dude. He's on pace for 50 touchdowns the way he's like been going. He's nice. No, he's nice. But I, I think his highs are really good, but his lows have been really bad. I think Josh. that's the thing about Josh Allen, man. He turns the ball over. He turns the ball over at an exceptional a rate. Lot. Yeah, And and you can't give the MVP to somebody like that. I mean, Aaron, let me Let me hit you with this scenario, though, right? So Josh Allen has 40 touchdowns. Let's say hypothetically they win out, the Dolphins lose to the Ravens, the Bills win the division, Josh Allen has 50 touchdowns. MVP? Go ahead, Joe. Joe. <laughs> yeah, I'll answer that, but yeah. go ahead. Yeah, I think I think you got to give it to him. Um interceptions to me is not a big deal, but the thing is the the fumbles like it's not. It's not like he's, you know, being over aggressive and just throwing picks or his guys are dropping balls. It's a lot of like ball security type things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, it's it's difficult because I can't sit here and and be mad at somebody getting the MVP for having damn near fifty touchdowns. fifty touchdowns, bro. Yeah. Like in like forty five hundred plus yards. When like. the next guy, when the next quarterback is like maybe at thirty, and they will have gone on like a. I think it's a six-game winning streak to close out the season, win the division after his defense got obliterated. I think that's why the odds makers have draft at DraftKings have Josh Allen at number three at plus eight hundred. I mean, it makes sense. I, yeah. I could see what they're seeing, but that's what I'm saying. For for you, the interceptions don't mean that much for me. They do because just two years ago, Aaron Rodgers threw for forty-five touchdowns and had four picks. Yeah, he has the best. Insane. He has the best interception to turn or a TD to interception ratio in, in football history, and they pride themselves on giving the quarterback or giving the MVP to a guy who's not turning the ball over and putting points on the board and leading a top five offense. I'm not saying Josh Allen's not doing two of the three, but I think when you turn the ball over, it leaves you open for risk. And these games mm-hmm. that should be closeout games. I mean, he lost to New England this year. 
They have three yep. wins, and one of them is against Buffalo. Yep. They lost to the Jets week one. Like, I'm not hating on Buffalo and saying they're a bad team or saying Josh Allen's a bad quarterback. Clearly, he's a great quarterback. I have to see him twice a year. We have to see him twice a year. He's a great quarterback. But to say that if he wins the division and gets 50 total touchdowns and over 4,500 yards, that it's just clear cut, he's got the numbers. But does he have... Does he have the right kind of numbers? I, I don't think if you throw 17 interceptions, you should That's be a M- lot, MVP. <laughs> That's a lot. Yeah. And I know if he throws for 50, it's a lot. But, I mean, Pat Mahomes threw for 50, right? His mm-hmm. first his first MVP run. Yep. I think he only had like nine picks. I do think it's a little bit different, though, with Josh Allen and the Bills offense because he's the whole offense. I saw a stat. He accounts for 80% of their touchdowns. Mm. That's like 20% more than any other quarterback in the whole NFL. So I could see why he's going to have more turnovers in that aspect. But I think if that happens, I mean, Lamar Jackson's numbers aren't great. I know you got to watch the game to really see his impact. But if Josh Allen has those numbers, I mean, I think it's going to be hard to deny him the MVP. Yeah, I mean, if Lamar wins out, like if he beats the Dolphins and then, you know, obviously they'll probably beat the Steelers. I, I think... I think record is is a big part of it, which it shouldn't be. I don't think. I mean, it should be part of it, but not as big as they make it out to be. You know, they're they're gonna have the the best record probably by at least a game, if say if they do win out. Um, not as many turnovers. You know, he's he's not. It's not like his first MVP when he was just, you know, freestyling out there running, you know, being Superman. Now he's he's got the coordinator from Georgia these past four or five years. Uh, throwing the ball, and when he scrambles now, he's scrambling to throw. He's not scrambling to try and run. I think they finally put it through his head. You know, he got paid this year. He got his money. It's time to – we want to protect you, the investment, by not letting you run as much, at least until you get to the playoffs. So I I think when you watch the tape, it's crazy because I was on Dak earlier because Dak had the best numbers because they were playing all those games at home. But I think I think with after Lamar's performance against the 49ers, you know, plus 400 mm-hmm. underdog to to go into San Francisco and you know put up 30 points on that defense, I think right now he's the clear cut, you know, two to one yep. favorite. I think Lamar locks it up if he wins this weekend, get the number one seed. I think it's locked up. But let's go to Tua. He's fourth best odds to win the MVP. We're Dolphins fans, Cho. So what's the route that? I guess Tua has to take to win the MVP. How do you see if Tua can win the MVP? How does he do it? He's gonna have to dominate uh, uh, this Sunday against Baltimore. Doesn't have to throw for six touchdowns or four hundred <laughs> yards. That's yeah. that's it's improbable stuff. But he's gotta he's gotta give him three hundred plus, three tutties, and thoroughly, thoroughly outplay Lamar Jackson. I mean thoroughly. Mm-hmm. This needs to be a, what Lamar Jackson did to San Francisco. Tua needs to do to him. Mm-hmm. You know, it can't be a come from behind or a, a battle where it's 38 35. It, it can't be something like that. It needs to be a 28 to nothing, a 28 7, a, a 35 14 kill. It needs to yep. be a kill because to, to take those odds from fourth all the way to first, he's going to have to dominate offensively, put the ball in the air, not turn the ball over. And he could do all those things. But again, that's where Tyreek Hill comes into the equation. If Tua balls, more than likely Tyreek Hill's going to ball. And if Tua gets half of his yards from Tyreek, I'm, I'm inclined to say Tyreek Hill should be the MVP of this league, man. I feel you. I mean, 
Tua, he has good numbers, though. He's leading the league in pass yards, second in quarterback rating, six in touchdown passes. So, I mean... He's, he's playing great, but look, if you look at Tyreek Hill, he's leading all statistics for true. wide receivers. Number one in mm-hmm. receptions, number one in yards, number one in touchdowns. Or I think he might be uh, second or third in receptions uh, since he missed that game. But um, he's definitely number one in yards and touchdowns. I mean, this guy... This guy is special, man, and he can he could do things that other wide receivers can't. And I think, for me personally, even though Mahomes is the best quarterback, and I would still say that confidently, I think Tyreek Hill separated himself from the pack. I think that was the question coming into the year. Who's the best wide receiver in football? Is it Justin Jefferson? Is it Jamar Chase? Is it Devontae Adams? Is it Stephon Diggs? Is it Tyreek Hill? And Tyreek Hill has separated himself and shown okay, there's guys that are good and in my class, but I got another gear I can tap into. And him showing that with this type of team, with this offense, with this coach, with this quarterback, come on, bro. Come on, you got to give it to Tyreek, even though he won't get the 2K. You're talking me into it. And especially the way the league is played, the game is played now. And I think Tua has a big influence on the way the game is played now. And that sounds crazy, but... You got to think, Tua changed the way the SEC plays football in mm. college. Obviously not the NFL, but Alabama turned into a you know a powerhouse throwing team, and the SEC had to adapt. LSU had to go out, get Joe Burrow, and you know Joe Brady calling the plays, who's now calling the plays for Buffalo. You know a Pembroke Pines guy calling plays—that's crazy. But um, yeah, I, I, you're talking me into to Tyree Kill, especially with the stats. Um, but just just the history of the NFL, I think they're gonna they're gonna go with Lamar. Yep. All right. So you guys are sports betters. If you had a bet right now, there's two games left. Who are we picking? MVP. Are you going with the conservative pick or are you going out there, Tyreek Hill? I'm gonna I'm not gonna go Tyreek Hill because those numbers are, are yeah. crazy. Like he has to hit the two thousand. He, he's got to hit yeah. the two thousand. But in betting odds, I'll probably go CMC. You'll go CMC. I think it should go to a guy who's not a quarterback. I think finally this is the year they don't do it. Because there isn't a guy, like I said, who's on pace 50 touchdowns, throwing mm-hmm. 5,000 yards, who's also has a 12-2 and two record. Yep. So the combination of those two things is not out there right now for a quarterback. I'm going CMC. I'm going to go with the heavy favorite. I'm going to go with Lamar. I just think... Conservative pick. Guy's yeah. an asshole. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just think, you know, what he did last week, nobody, like, I had a feeling I was trying to muster myself up to put big money on the Ravens money line last week. I just couldn't do it in San Francisco. This guy's the most conservative better I've ever seen. Goes Sometimes with the favorites, gotta, yeah. never goes with the dogs, bro. Dude, just that's gotta it. Gotta get yeah. off that, man. <laughs> gotta get off it. But yeah, I, I just think nobody can do what Lamar does, man. And we saw that we knew that when he came into the league. I couldn't believe he kind of slipped almost out of the first round. But um I just think you know, nobody does what he does. Nobody's going to be able to go into San Francisco and blow out the 49ers like that. There's only one guy in the league that can possibly do that. Um, and that I think it does have a lot to do with the Baltimore Ravens as an organization from the very top to the very bottom. Um, but I just think the way the NFL analyzes MVPs, it's usually the one seed quarterback. And that's that's just the reality. So, I mean... I hate to say it. I think Baltimore ultimately will get the one seed. I don't see us winning um, again in Baltimore. It was it was hard with Waddle. We're probably not going to have Waddle. 
Um, Javon Holland's been out for at least four weeks now since the Black Friday game against the Jets. The O line is is banged up. It just doesn't look like we're fit for a one, you know, to dominate and win the one seed. But I, that's just why I think Lamar is going to win it because I think he's just on the best team. Yeah, I think the conservative pick is Lamar Jackson. I think it's only a two horse race. I think it's almost guaranteed Lamar Jackson and the only other guy that can catch him is Josh Allen if he wins out and throws 50 touchdowns. I don't think the voters are going to give it to Tyreek because I don't think he's going to hit the 2,000. And the voters, they hate the Dolphins, so like they're not yeah. going to give it to Tua. Bro. There's no fact. way. So to me, it's only a two-person race of how the NFL people think. So I think it's either Josh Allen or Lamar Jackson. If I'm a betting man, I'd probably bet Lamar Jackson. So Okay. Yeah, and, right, I'm, and I'm happy it. with Lamar, man. Lamar's our guy. He's from down here. He's a Broward guy. Yep. Um, and as a as a fan, honestly, I don't give a shit about the MVPs. If we win the Super Bowl, I don't give a shit if Tua right. or Tyreek wins it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I think they should, and I think the NBA should do this too. They should vote on that award after the playoffs. Yeah. Like after the finals, after the Super Bowl. That's how you really know who the MVP of that season was. Exactly. I agree with that for sure. But let's move on to defensive player of the year now. So mm. leading the race right now, heavy favorite, Miles Garrett, minus 235. Micah's in second, plus 175. TJ Watt, plus 700. Leading the league in sacks in third. Max Crosby in fourth place. Nobody else can win the award this year, according to the odds. Just those four. So, Joe, I think it's Miles Garrett. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are on this, like, crazy run. Their defense is, like, number one in the run top 10 in the past or whatever it is. So I think Miles Garrett's got it locked up. I'm going to go with a dark horse here. And uh, I know he's not going to win, but shout out Deron Bland, man. Breaking the record for most pick sixes in NFL history. Yep. I think um, with all the star power that the Dallas Cowboys have with, with Michael, Parker, Michael Parsons and Demarcus Lawrence, they got a lot of guys, Trayvon Diggs, even though he's been out for a while. Um, I think Deron Bland has, has changed – the dynamic of that defense. I think Dan Quinn as well is, is calling a good game every now and then. Um, sometimes he gets in his own way, but I think the way he's calling this defense and the front seven is allowing Deron Bland to, to make this kind of impact. Maybe he shouldn't be defensive player of the year, but I just wanted to shout him out. I just wanted to shout him out one time. How I many pick sixes does he have? Six, I think, or five. Wow. Yeah, he's got like five or six, five which or is six. like number one. That's the record. That's the record. All time, record. yeah, it's crazy. Breaking that That's kind of insane. record is nuts. Maybe mm -hmm. he shouldn't win Defensive Player of the Year, but I'm just saying, I think he's he's up there. He's I mean, if there. you got five, six touchdowns on defense, on you defense. should at least be in the odds, I would think. He wasn't He's in like the odds top, top six, I think. he's. Yeah. I think the last like two losses kind of hurt them, and the Buffalo loss really hurt them when they got blown out by like... 30 or 40, and then Gabe Davis is catching a bomb over him. I think that, like, hurt his chances. But Probably. Yeah, cornerback's impossible position, man. It, it's like either either you're doing your job or you're completely getting embarrassed. Like, there's... No in-between. There's no in-between. There's no in-between. No in it's an impossible position to play. I think it's by far the, the hardest, hardest position to play. Yeah, it is. So who you got winning defensive player of the year? I I think it's Miles Garrett. Oh, He's going to lock man. it up. This yeah, guy, bro. Man. Yeah, I... It's just, I mean, when, you know, when the 49ers went, went to Cleveland, you know, he was tossing around Trent Williams like a, like a rag doll. Nobody, I've never seen anybody do that. <laughs> yeah, I've like, never seen crazy. that either. Yeah, never In seen 15 that. years, he's just, he's a, a specimen, man. Miles Garrett, 6'5", you know, probably 260 pounds, all muscle. That guy was blessed with the best genetics I've ever seen. Bro. No, yeah, yeah and, he, and he's, <laughs> and he's, um, 
He's twitchy. I hear a lot of offensive line call him very twitchy, can get off blocks very quickly. So you know how they'll – there's like an O-line, you know, especially the, the outside O-lineman where Miles Garrett plays. You know, Miles Garrett's very good at using his hands, right? So they'll try to jam him. They'll try to jam Miles Garrett, and Miles Garrett's able to just swim through those things. Like his elbows and his shoulders are so – it's so crisp that he's able to just – exactly, like just move people like ragdolls without – Causing penalties, you know. Dude, I saw that in the beginning of the year. He was going like, he's doing basketball moves. He's like between the legs, and then like he just like swam some guy. That's, Dude, it was the sickest thing I've ever seen. Bro, like, he's, you see him on the court. He like football players when we play basketball with football players. There's just a different kind of athleticism. We always, we always rank on them though because they think they can't really play, but Miles Garrett can play. He can play, man, and he can windmill. He can three sixty. He's just like a. There's he's got like no body fat. He's like. Those that's just one of those guys like first ballot Hall of Famer, you know, might not have the career that T.J. Watt has, like the numbers, the stats. But, you know, T.J. Watt's on the Steelers. I I think it's debatable. Those two. I think it's close. I think the record's holding the Steelers. But yeah, T.J. Watt, he's leading the league in sacks, but he's third in the odds because T.J. Watt's leading the league in sacks. He's leading the league. Bro, in he sacks, does that bro. like every year. But he's only like a sack above Garrett. But still, he's like 17 sacks this year. He oh, won defensive MVP last year. Oh, okay. Because so. Khalil Mack was leading it like a couple weeks ago, but I guess they both overtook him. Yeah. Khalil Mack's a stud, man. I, don't, I think he was leading the league for a minute because he had like one game where he got like six sacks. Yeah, he was. <laughs> no, he was leading after that game. But right now they got T.J. Watt 17 sacks leading the league. Miles Garrett's like number two, I think. Michael Parsons is two or three up there also, so. Yeah, no, those are those are the main guys for sure, and I think those two are the best defensive ends in football. And, and shout out to to Nick Bosa as well from the Niners. I think he's up there as well. This guy's Crosby's at four, bro. Like Crosby, he's, he's been Crosby's balling too. too. Like Crosby's yeah. up there. Shout out to Raider Nation, man. I know, I, I know. If they had a different quarterback, that they'd be in a different situation as well. But yeah, defensive player of the year, I guess Miles Garrett, man. I just I hate going with the favorites, but he is he's he's special. Yeah, he's, special. he's really good. Let's uh let's transition. Comeback player of the year, right? Demar Hamlin's the favorite, followed by Flacco, Baker Mayfield, and Tua. So we'll start with you, Joe. Who do you think the comeback player of the year is? Are they gonna give it to Demar Hamlin? The guy doesn't even play. I understand like <laughs> what happened last year, but yeah. he doesn't play. So how can they give him the award? You can't you can't go with the conservative pick here. You can't pick Demar Hamlin here. I would no, never I, pick that. No, I'm not going Demar. Thank I'm gonna you. go with our guy. I'm gonna go with Tua. Let's go. I think, and I, I know a lot of pro pro analysts have said it already, I think, you know, what he's been through as far as not just physically, like the concussions and, and hip surgeries, ankle surgeries. Bro, how is Baker Mayfield ahead of Tua and the comeback player of the year? Bro, they said Tua should never play football again, bro. Yeah, like, exactly. that makes no sense, bro. Like, I don't get it. Yeah, so I think, you know, they everybody except, you know, Dolphins fans basically wrote Tua off. They They never thought he was good, like, I don't. I don't know. You know, some some people did. They they know he was talented back at Alabama, but they they were they're just pushing him away. He doesn't have an, a strong arm. You know, that's that's not his his strength. You know, he's not a. You know, he's not Justin Herbert. But I just think the what he went through last year as far as injuries and now what he's doing now being in the top five for MVP. I think you have to give it to Tua. But as far as Demar Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin's a good football player, man. I know a lot of people don't really know who he is, but he was like a four-star, five-star guy, got recruited to Alabama, played his college ball at Pittsburgh. He was leading Buffalo in tackles last year. 
Like he was the leading tackler on the Buffalo Bills last year before he got hurt. Um, I think Buffalo is just too scared to play him. I think they want to just keep him on the roster to to show they're not bad people necessarily. I'd be scared to play him too. He died on the field, bro. Like, yeah, <laughs> honestly, like no one wants that liability, dude. Honestly, I'm surprised they even let him back on the team. I yeah. am too. But, but Joe, what do you think? Yeah, no, I agree with I agree with uh, Joe's take, and it's not a biased take. I think Tua deserves comeback player of the year last year obviously going through just a, a bad looking concussion it wasn't just a concussion i mean he was he was throwing gang signs out there on the football field on nationally televised game thursday night against joe burrow and the cincinnati Bengals. this is yep. a game everybody had circled on their calendar we're three and zero coming into that week tyree kills ball and Jalen waddles ball and we just beat baltimore the previous week um and and Tua goes down with that kind of injury um Comes back, we're eight and three. He struggles, um, plays with a concussion in the Green Bay Packer game. Um, doesn't look good. Doesn't is is unable to finish the year and doesn't even play in the playoff game that he kind of helped us get. And now this year has not missed a game, has not gotten hurt, has put up the numbers. Like you you read the numbers, you know, earlier. So I won't repeat them, but I mean he's an MVP candidate. And if he can't get MVP, which like I said, I think Tyreek Hill deserves it he should at minimum get comeback player of the year. I think he deserves that. And he's proven that with his play on the field. And, and uh, I can only, I can only imagine what the ceiling is for Tua Cause I don't think this is it. I think he has another level he can get to. Um, and it, probably another year in the offense with maybe uh, uh, adding another weapon or two. We could probably see another level of Tua. Yeah, I agree, man. Uh, I would pick Tua as my comeback player. I think we're all in consensus, but I think my number two would be Joe Flacco, dude. This guy was on the couch like three (laughs) weeks ago, bro. This guy's nuts. It's a good story. Bro, he literally has like the most yards and touchdowns to start a career with a team. He's like tied. That's insane. And like they're... He's thrown for 300 yards, like, three games in a row, like, 16 touchdowns. Bro, this guy's Dude, balling. I don't know what the hell points. happened, bro. Got that Cleveland Browns team 34 points by halftime last night. Yeah. 34 points. Bro, and the guy's in the winning lineup and DraftKings and stuff, like, captain, bro. bro he's like, falling asleep in the fourth quarter just on the bench because he's so bored. This is what – this is – somebody told me this, and I agree. Joe Flacco is playing with so much house money, it's ridiculous. And it's so easy for him. To play against these guys because he 12 years ago lined up and had to see Ed Reed. He had every go, day in practice. Every day. Ray Lewis. Had, Ed had to Reed, go every see day. Ray Lewis. Had to go see Troy Palomalu. Had to deal with Brian Erlacher. Had to deal with everybody. Uh, 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 to leave. I'm talking about Darrell Revis. He's dealt with ev- he, the defenses now. He's looking at that like cupcake. It's small work to him. Yep. And he got a, a number one in Amari Cooper. And God damn, he made David Njoku last night look like the second best tight end in football. The guy had what six for a buck thirty-five. David and Joke is a beast. He's bro. a beast, and they beat an elite defense last night. That's what I'm saying, man. Without Amari Cooper, <laughs> that's, what that's what I'm saying. That that is a good take. I think Joe. I think they, there was a stat too that he has twelve offensive touchdowns. That's more than like three, four teams already all year combined yeah. all year. Yeah, dude, that's insane. And he's only been there for like five, six games, dude. Like he's on. No, he's on one. He's a comeback player of the year. For sure, I'd definitely give him some votes. Yeah, I think I don't think he deserves it, but you know, just because he's only played a few games, I think I think what we've seen with Flacco is he chased the money. You know, when he went to New York from uh, the Ravens from Baltimore, from Baltimore, he might even had a few pit stops before them. I just remember him being in a Jets uniform. The Dolphins beat Joe Flacco in Week 17 last year, 
to go to the playoffs with the Jets. That's true. So I think I think he kind of hurt himself by putting himself, you know, you know, the Jets is the worst possible place you can go to play quarterback. We all know that that's a fact right now. Yes. Um, I think he, he's in a perfect situation. The Cleveland Browns have, you know, a top three offensive line in the NFL. It's not even debatable. Um, top tier defense as well. Yep. The best the best defense in the NFL this year. Bro, they didn't have three of their linemen last night either on Cleveland. They smacked the Jets. No three linemen, Amari Cooper, but it doesn't matter. Joe Flacco. It's yeah, because he's playing. He's playing so free. You could tell he's playing with this weight lifted off his shoulders. Like, dude, I just came here to try to be respectable, try to keep this team held above water. I know this is Deshaun Watson's team, saying all the right things. He's going out there dropping three thirty-five in the bucket with three tutties, like it's all good. And when he throws picks, he don't even care. He don't even care when he throws a pick. He's coming back next thing and slinging that motherfucker. He's like, bro, I was on the couch two weeks ago. You think I give a shit? You think I give <laughs> yeah. a damn about this? Like, and he's a physical specimen too, man. He's like he six foot six. When he slings it, it just comes out different than. Let me ask you guys a question. Let me ask you guys a question because I just want to know. This is a, a, it's a, it's a different topic, but I just want to know. Eli Manning. All right, I have an Eli Manning question. It's Eli Manning, people around me seem to think that he's a Hall of Famer. And I would tend to disagree with that take. If Joe Flacco goes on an improbable run here, goes through the AFC, gets to Vegas, wins a bowl. Oh, he's a is Joe Flacco a Hall he, of he's Famer? He's first ballot. Guaranteed guaranteed first Hall of Famer. Ballot? Yes. Right now he's borderline because he won a Super Bowl. He's borderline. He's borderline. Borderline right now. He is we'd have not to look a Hall of stats. Famer at all at any moment in time. In I, I agree with you. If I was a Hall of Fame voter, I wouldn't put him in there. But if he goes to the if he goes to the Super Bowl this year, a Hall of Famer. Oh my yeah. god! And he probably he oh, probably shouldn't be. But if you're gonna give one to Eli, if you're gonna give Eli the the Hall of Fame, then you kind of if Flacco wins it this year off the couch, you kind of have to give him. Bro, if Philip Rivers is going to the Hall of Fame and Joe Flacco Phillip goes to the River, Super Bowl, hold on, hold on. Philip Rivers for how many years in San Diego and in L.A. <laughs> did he ball out? Did he have 4,000 yards, 30 touchdowns? Yeah, he doesn't have great playoff success, but, hey, he was way more consistent. You're taking Phillip over Eli? I'm taking Phillip nah, over Eli. No, bro, I can't oh do it. I'm doing, I'm I can't doing do it. it. No, I can't do that. Come on. So, hold on. Hold on. You're telling me if 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 um, Phillip Rivers had Michael Strahan and Jason Pierre-Paul defense with Plaxico Burris and that David Tyree catch and all that that happened for Eli. You're telling me he couldn't capitalize and win a couple of Super Bowls as well? Yes. You just change the quarterback and keep the teams the same? What would Eli do? What what would he look like in, in San, San Diego, Diego with yeah. LT and and Antonio Gates? Probably would have looked good, but how many how many bowls would he go to? Probably none. I don't know, so bro. So then what are we talking about? Eli here? Manning beat the greatest football NFL team of all time in the uh, the undefeated that's, Patriots. That's the one thing. I with yeah, Randy that, Moss and, Tom, and he beat yeah. the goat twice, bro. You beat Tom Brady twice in the Super Bowl. I can't say nothing to that. that you you got to be in the Hall. I don't care, bro. Like you got to oh, be in the Hall of Fame. It, it would be it would be borderline. It wouldn't be a discussion if he wasn't a Manning, too. You know, that's if the his thing. if his last name was, you know, a regular last name, then he's he's borderline. But he's a Manning. He's gonna get in. Let me say this too. I looked up a stat. Combine both Eli Manning games. Combine them both. Stats and touchdowns and all. Interceptions and all. Nick Foles combined had better numbers against Brady in that Eagles title that they won. He had better numbers than Eli Manning in both Super Bowls combined. 
He threw for over 400 yards, four touchdowns. Yeah, but he doesn't and, have the resume that uh, Eli has. He doesn't have the the career stats, the the he does, passing no, yards. He and all doesn't. That. But if we want to use the argument of well, Eli should get in because he beat Brady twice. That wasn't because of him. Those the first one was seventeen to thirteen. He put up seventeen points. That's more the defense holding it down. In the second game, he played he played better, but. It was the same thing. He had the one throw to Mario Manningham on the sideline that got him to where he needed Bro, to Bro, that was to. one of the greatest throws I've ever seen. Right, fine. Fine, I'll give it to you. You're not getting into the <laughs> Hall of Fame because you had a great throw. I'm yeah. sorry. I can't do it, brother. That's fair. I, I just can't. I can't get Eli Manning in. Joe Flacco, though, hey, if he goes on this run, yeah, I might have to give it to him. But he does yeah. have, Eli does have top, like, 20 probably passing yard stats if you look it up. Probably top 20, top 30. He was consi- so, he was yeah. a consistent quarterback in terms of starting, but a lot of people don't know this. He led the in- he led the league in interceptions five times, Bro, five times. Brett Favre's in the Hall of Fame. He's got the most picks of all time. And he only got one Super Bowl. Eli got two, but he got an MVP as well. He got an MVP. You know how hard it is to win MVP in this league. He got yeah. an MVP. I think the thing that hurts Eli too is, like you said, he played for a great defense. I think that hurts Flacco too with the the Baltimore Ravens defense that he played with. But I think. You know, Eli, the record hurts him a little bit too. He's like his his career record's like five hundred. Yeah, but what's his playoff record? It's over five hundred. If you have an over five hundred playoff record, that's good. Drew Brees is not over five hundred. Aaron Rodgers is probably not over five hundred. Aaron probably, Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers is definitely over five hundred. Are you sure? He's probably regular at five hundred. No, 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 playoff, no, no, playoff, playoff. playoff. Oh, okay. No, you no, look no I'm at saying regular, like a regular, all-time record. Yeah, yeah, Eli's but you got to add the playoffs in there too because you look at Eli Manning's playoff wins and losses. He's over. If you're over five hundred, that means you have Super Bowls. You cannot yep. be over 500 without Super Bowls. So Yeah, no, that's true too, man. And yeah. and that's a good question about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what his record is in the postseason, but it's not good. It's not good, man. He hasn't gone on a run since that wild since the 2010 Bowl. Yeah. Hasn't gone on a run. It's not good. And you can even say that about Drew Brees, too. I mean, the guy he's got one Super Bowl, but in the playoffs, he doesn't sometimes he doesn't look good. Like he doesn't look good. If he you looked at look his good. last like two or three runs, they were awful, dude. Like, and he had solid teams, bro. Yeah. Bro, Drew Brees got screwed that one year though when they called that pass, or I think it was a no call versus the, the Rams versus the, the yeah. LA Rams. Dude, that was the man. That was one of the worst calls in NFL. History. That was their the blow, year, bro. They the had the best team. The Saints had the best team. They should have. They also should have uh, won the Vikings one with Case Keenum in the in the Minnesota Miracle. Should have won yeah. that game too. Stephon yeah. Diggs. So I'm I'm sorry, man. Like I get what you're saying, but. To me, I got to side with Joe on this one, or Joey on this one, man. I think Drew Brees as well as, you know, he's recognized as a Hall of Famer, but postseason success, that's that. I guess that's why I think Phillip Rivers is better because regular, as much as we care about postseason success, they look at regular season numbers at a high clip for you to get in because you got to yes. have the numbers. Like they mean, they mean more than we want them to mean in terms of getting into the Hall of Fame. That's why, to me, Eli's like borderline. He's had great moments, but you lead the league in interceptions five times? That's a lot. That's a lot, brother. That's He's- a lot. And he is a Manning and all that. But I can't I can't name you a season where I'm like, damn, Eli really balled the hell out that year. He's had a great playoff run, like yep. you said. He's got two. That's a good point. Two improbable playoff runs with, with two great defenses, one better than the other, but regardless. He did beat the best team probably ever assembled in football and stopped an undefeated season. Thank but what you. did he do in that 2007 season? Can y'all tell me how many touchdowns he threw? Like, did he win MVP? Was he first team All Pro? Any of that stuff? I I don't remember. It's it. probably horrible, dude. Honestly, but I look at 
I care about postseason success more. Like if you're winning Super Bowls and you're the quarterback and you're like the driving force, I mean. I guess. Yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah, it makes yeah. sense. It makes it's sense. It's debatable. Eli's going to get in. He might not be first ballot, but he's going to get he's in. He's going to get in. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's going to get in. And Flacco, if you got, if, if you check the numbers, if he's top 20 and then he doesn't even have to win the Super Bowl. If he just gets to the AFC championship game against Baltimore or Miami, then he's 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 got a good chance to get in. But that's why I think it, it's borderline for Flacco because Eli's got two. So yeah. you could you can't even say it, it was a fluke one time because he did it twice. He did it twice for like four games in a row in the playoffs. He did it twice. And I think they were the wild card. They were the wild card team, and then they beat the best team of all time. So he's got two bowls. I that's mean, true. Flacco's got one. So that's why I think it's borderline. But if Flacco plays well, I don't think people will look at him like, well. You know, like you folded in that moment because Eli Eli played well in those games, but his defense backed him up. I remember Nick Foles the year after they won. He also had them rolling the next year, and they lost when um they lost in the in the wild card game when Alshon Jeffrey couldn't catch a ball. I I thought after Nick Foles won the Super Bowl, they went with Wentz right after and basically ran Nick Foles out of town. Nick Foles was still there though. He got there in 2019. He was there. He was backed up and. Carson Wentz got hurt again, and Nick Foles had to play in a playoff game again, and he played well, and and nobody could catch a ball. Nelson Aguilar couldn't catch one, Alshon Jeffrey couldn't catch one, and they lost in the in a wild card game. So I think depending on how they play, the quarterback plays, I think that holds a lot of weight, not just the wins and loss for those guys, but um, but yeah, but yeah, no, my fault to, to veer the convo, but no, two, it's all two good, a comeback player of the year. Yeah, for sure, two, for sure, two, two, right? yeah, for sure. All right, let's move on to our second topic, okay? This article is from NFL.com. So it's by Vic Patra. I think that's how you say his name. But he interviewed uh, Vic Fangio. I think it was this morning. So it, the article reads, Dolphins defensive coordinator Vic Fangio on facing Lamar Jackson. Quote, the only player that's been like him in the past 50 years is Lamar Jackson. <laughs> and he goes on to say he's unlike anything else I've ever seen. The only other player that's been like him in the past 50 years is Lamar Jackson. Or Michael Vick. Michael He's Vick, a yeah. tremendous player, and kudos to Ozzie and Eric DeCosta for picking him. 31 other teams pass on him and are now kicking themselves. He's really improved over the years, dynamic with the ball, good passer. He makes their offense go. The pure definition of a great quarterback, what Fangio said, is there's no one way to play him. Because it because if there was okay, because if there was anybody else that would do it. So you just have to mix it up when you're going against a player like Lamar Jackson. The best thing you can do against Lamar Jackson is pressure him, but that's easier said than done. The Dolphins' defense, however, ranks third in pressures. So high praise from Vic Fangio to Lamar Jackson. Who do you have winning this game? This is for the number one seed in the AFC. Sounds like Vic Fangio's, you know, preparing as best he can, doing his homework. You know, the last time he played Lamar Jackson didn't go too good. I think that was like two years ago. His defense got shredded. But he said it. Lamar's like the most awkward guy to go against because there's no one way to play him. He can run and throw. He's improving as a passer. Do you think Vic Fangio can get it done on the defensive side? I know the Dolphins' defense has improved, but how do you see the game going? Um, Man, no Jalen Waddle either. And Ramsey's questionable. Jalen Ramsey? Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't we, know Ramsey was questionable, too. That's he's so. questionable. Just got put on the injury report uh, I think, today. I think we're running into a, a bit of a buzzsaw here. 
But I'm going with an upset, baby. I'm going to pick the Miami Dolphins, and here's why. I got I got a couple reasons for you here why. I like it. I, I think the Miami Dolphins understand with Lamar Jackson, you got to cut off the middle of the field. So I think their game plan is to, because I know um, Baltimore loves to run their RPO stuff. They're really good with the RPO stuff, with run pass option, trying to trick the backer to either biting on the run or biting on Lamar and getting him to get confused. I think Bradley Chubb, Van Ginkle and Baker are going to be the keys to this game. Jerome Baker. Um, Is he the, back now? Jerome Baker? Oh, I'm not sure. I thought that was the other backer that we had. Okay, I know we ba- got four. Baker's been on IR. He uh, Duke Riley's been covering. Duke him. Riley. Duke Riley. Duke Riley. I think that. Well, just the the Dolphins linebacking court to me is the key to this game. I think they're going to play very well in this game. I think Raheem Mostert. Uh, and Devon A-Chain are both going to have good games, not not necessarily great. But I think Tua is going to make enough throws. And I think Baltimore's defense showed me something in the in the San Francisco game, that they're very opportunistic, but they're also willing to jump the gun. Yeah. Um, Brock Purdy is a very traditional quarterback. He's not terrible, but he is the definition of a game manager. You know, he's going to do the checkdowns. He's going to... Go just raid one progression. If it's not there, throw it away. He's not very comfortable at being very sharp and precise with decision-making. I think Tua, that's exactly what he excels in, putting the ball where it needs to be, being accurate with the football. And Lamar Jackson is the most dynamic football player there is in the NFL. But the only reason that is is because Tyreek Hill doesn't play quarterback. <laughs> I'll just say that because to me, Tyreek Hill is the most dangerous player with the football. More dangerous than Lamar Jackson? I mean... Yo, Lamar is dangerous. I'm not, it's I'm not football. Yeah, I'm not I, I, I feel like it's one, two. I, I think just due to the fact that Lamar has the ball 80% of the game because he's a quarterback, of course he's more dangerous. He does, you, don't have to gain, you don't have to scheme to get in the football. You just snap it to him. And he can turn, he can turn a, 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 a run a, for 60 yards in a tutty. So, of course, Lamar is more dangerous. But... I think the linebacking core for the Dolphins, they're going to make a play. They're going to get a turnover here. And I think the game last year stuck. I think the win against the Cowboys propelled them. I think they're winning this week. I think they're winning next week against the Bills. I think we're, we're heading there right now. One seed and then to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to go that, that far. That would be great, honestly. But, uh, Joe, I'm going to bring it to you right now. Is Lamar Jackson... Better than Michael Vick? Is he on the same level as Michael Vick? Like Vic Fangio is saying? I mean, what do you think? I know the NFL has changed. It's like easier to play quarterback now than it was yeah. when Michael Vick played. But uh, what do you think? Do you think Lamar is better than Michael Vick? And do you see the Dolphins winning this game? I don't, man. It's it's so difficult because Michael Vick, he had his off-the-field issues. Um, I'm going to give it to Lamar. Um, you know, Michael Vick... Uh, and it is what it is. You know, he he had some issues off the field. It cost him three, four years of his prime. I'm pretty sure it was at least two. So you got to account for that. I think Michael Vick had a stronger arm. Um, Lamar's a better runner. Lamar, you know, can do... I don't know about that, bro. Better runner than Michael Vick? Lamar? Yeah. Absolutely. I don't yeah. think so, bro, because Michael Vick was faster than Lamar Jackson coming out of yeah, college, bro. Lamar's way shiftier. Like... I don't know, bro. I mean, it's, yeah, maybe not way <laughs> shiftier, but he's shiftier. I'll say this. I think Michael Vick was more predictable. And I don't want to say shiftier. 
I think him being lefty, though, being yep. able to curl going left, getting all the defense to shift that way, it's not natural for defensive backs to go that way all the time, to go left or to go right, because Lamar's or because Michael would always scramble going left. Lamar's scrambling going right. Most people are right, so or right-handed, so they're comfortable trailing to the right, trying to tackle Lamar going right. Um, but I think I think Lamar in this day and age is doing his best Michael Vick impersonation. I think Michael Vick was so electric. I think cause he I think Lamar is bigger, his boy's a little bit more stockier. Yeah, taller too. So. He's taller. And so Michael Vick, he was electric, man. He was like lightning in a bottle. And I'm not saying Lamar isn't that, but I also know that Lamar is is willing to take the contact. I think Michael Vick was willing to shake around it, yeah. you know. Yeah, I think Michael Vick definitely a better thrower of the football. I think yes, Rocket. I mean, oh that guy goodness. had one of the right now, but it's not by much. It's not by much. I think Lamar's got a cannon. If too. you're talking about yeah. arm talent, Michael Vick had way better arm than Lamar Jackson. I don't think he has a way better arm, but he has a stronger arm and. Arm, you don't remember that play versus the Eagles where he threw it from the freaking goal line yeah. to like the Deshaun twenty Jackson. to Deshaun Jackson, yeah. Yeah, bro. Lamar, Lamar Jackson yeah. can't make that throw. I'm sorry. I seen him yeah. throw it, bomb it to Hollywood Brown against us against week the one. Dolphins. Yeah, that was a great throw. That was a great throw too. It may have not look like that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. So when it comes to arm power, yeah, I think Michael Vick got it. But arm talent, I think that that talks about a lot of things. Your anticipation, your velocity on your throws. Can you throw outside the numbers? Can you throw inside the hash? Can you throw fade routes? Can you throw dig routes? Like arm talent is not just how hard you can throw the football, in my opinion. I will say this. I, I think Michael Vick has had more talent than Lamar Jackson. If you just put like the talent in there with the arm, the running, he was faster, you could throw it farther. I think he had more talent, but I think Lamar Jackson is a better like football player. Mm, He's got yeah. better like football instincts. And I think his coach has really helped him. Uh, Jim Harbaugh yes. or John Harbaugh, one of those. Bro, he made the whole offense like a college offense. I think if, like, Michael Vick would have had something like that, I think Michael Vick could have won some MVPs. What do you think? Yeah, I think he definitely could have won some MVPs. I think, like I said earlier, you know, the off-the-field stuff. But going back to, you know, Vic Fangio and, and Lamar, I think I think Brian Flores had really good success against Lamar. Mm-hmm. Um, remember that Thursday night game in Miami? Baltimore comes down. Yes. Miami has a horrible team. They they play cover zero the whole game. They're blitzing Lamar. But that was Flores' style. He was going to blitz you no matter what. He didn't care if you knew. He would he would put seven, eight guys on the line of scrimmage, and he's going to come after you. But un- unfortunately for us, I don't think that's Fangio's style. He wants to rush four guys. He, he, he gets his pressure percentage is very good because you never know when he's going to send the pressure. Mm. Um, usually it's, it's in the second half, mostly in the fourth quarter. Um, but I think if we sit back in that zone and play cover two or, or Tampa two, and I think, I think he's going to pick us apart. Honestly, mm. um, Javon Holland, he might play, you know, two sprained MCLs in his knees, both knees. Yeah, it, hold them out. It, yeah, they they're not gonna play him, but I, I will say Lamar Lamar's playing with with backups. Mark Andrews is gone. J.K. Dobbins is gone. Ronnie Stanley, a you know all pro left tackle, or at least he was a couple years ago, has been in and out of the lineup. His knees are banged up, so he's Lamar's doing it with 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 second string, third string guys. Um, Zay Flowers, I think, is questionable this week. If if he doesn't play, I like our chances better. 
But I think, you know, Likely and Flowers and even Odell, you know, are still, you know, I know Odell's on the, the last leg of his career, literally, but I think he can still string, you know, Odell's Odell. He can he can still catch and jump, you know, maybe not consistently, but I just think the Ravens as an organization have this team has been together longer. Lamar's more comfortable. You know, Tua, it was Tua's first year in the offense last year, and he didn't get a full year. Right. You know, he played half the year. He's got a full year. He's working with our guy, you know, perform, uh, doing the jujitsu, the following, the falling. But I just think it's Baltimore's time, man. I, I hate to say it. I don't, th- I'm not saying we can't beat him in the playoffs, but I think they're going to win, but I think it'll be close. I'm kind of with you on that. I'm kind of getting the it's Baltimore's time kind of vibes, but I think the Dolphins are going to approach this game a little bit more conservatively just because a lot of their players are banged up. Waddle's not going to play. Ramsey's questionable. Holland. I mean, I think they're going to save these guys for the playoffs. I don't think you're going to get a a full-strength Dolphins squad, and I think that's going to hurt them. I don't know, man. I kind of disagree with that take. I've noticed that most teams playing well in the postseason are playing well going into the postseason. You can't play conservative going into these games. Like, especially the Dolphins are still fighting for a number one seed. So it's not like anything's wrapped up. And they're still fighting for the division. The division's not even clinched yet. So in my personal opinion, I think the Dolphins, they're not going to have their top guys, but I think the backups are really going to play hard. They're going to go out there and try to make some plays. I'm not saying that the Dolphins shouldn't be dogs. They for sure should be dogs. Whatever the betting odds is, I know Dolphins are plus money. That's just a fact. I know that. But I do think the Dolphins going into this are going to play as if they have their guys. They're going to call the game as if they have their guys. You know, obviously, Tyreek, there's only certain, there's only one guy who can do what he does, which is him. And if he doesn't play, if he doesn't go, of course, it's going to change the dynamic. But especially defensively, they're going to plug and play, man. And Vic Vangio, like you said, he's going to do what he can to come out with a scheme out there to see if something can work. And... And I think the Dolphins don't play conservatively. Does that mean they win? I think so. But you never know. I hear you on everything you just said, but I'm looking at the other side too. And like, I'm trying to get into the mindset of Lamar Jackson. He knows what happened last year, right? He's That's like, true. he's like, man, I had that game. They came back and won. Everybody's praising the Dolphins. This is my hometown team. Second year in a row I get to you know I get revenge on what happened last year at home I get the one seed the MVP I mean it's a lot on the line there's a lot on the line for the Ravens in this game and the Dolphins but I think the Ravens have more to lose so and the Ravens have a top three defense in the NFL you know Roquan Smith um, Patrick Queen that's that's as good as it gets at linebacker you know that's right up there with the 49ers Fred Warner and um, Greenlaw Greenlaw, so, yeah. So and and the defensive line has been rebuilt. Jadavian Clowney's there for Baltimore. Um, they got that kid from I think he's from Texas A and M. He's he might be an All Pro this year at defensive tackle. So mm. Roquan Smith, that team that team's loaded. Kyle yeah. Hamilton, I mean Kyle Hamilton's good too. Yeah. Marlon Humphrey's kind of overrated to me, but he's still a guy. You know, he's still a a better half of the league corner. Right. So and and they're at home. You know, it's gonna be cold. Baltimore's used to that. Harbaugh's used to that. 
it's a lot to overcome for the Dolphins, but I'm not counting them out. I think they have a puncher's chance to. Oh to no, go for in sure, they definitely have a chance. I think that's where the Ravens' defense can be had as their secondary. I think Kyle Hamilton. I don't think he's going to play this week. Got hurt last week. Mm. Marlon Humphrey, Tyreek Hill owns Marlon Humphrey. It's not even like a, that's not yeah. even a decision. Thing. Yeah, but I do think that Waddle not being there, we had him last year. Went off last year in that game. Yeah. Do you think not having him, they're just going to put everything on Tyreek Hill and? You know, John Harbaugh is one of the best head coaches in football. It's hard to play in Baltimore. It's going to be cold. I mean, I it's think, a tough one. I think Cedric Wilson, this is his time. This is his time to show why he should be wide receiver three on the depth chart right here. This is the yeah. game. This is the game. If there's no Kyle Hamilton, especially if there's no Kyle Hamilton, and they play a lot of a lot of zone or, or like cover zone where there, there's always going to be help over the top on Tyreek, that means everybody on the other side is on one-on-one. And I'm not going to expect Barrios or Craig Craft or Schmite to win their one-on-one matchups. But I think Cedric Wilson has the body frame. I think he's got the skill. I yep. think this is the game where he can say, you can give me the ball, give me 12 targets, I'll catch eight of them for a buck 15 and maybe a touchdown. Will it happen? Who knows? But I think this is the game where he can show, yeah, I may not be Tyreek or I may not be Jalen Waddle, but I'm a guy you still do have to game plan for. I think that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and Cedric Wilson's proven, man. He when he was in Dallas before he came over to the Dolphins, he he was proven. He had a good year. I think it I think you're right. I think if the Dolphins win, it has to be on the outside. Yes. I think they have to test the corners. The middle of the field is brutal. You don't want to go there. Um I know that's the Dolphins bread and butter is to run those those dig routes and drags and slants and all that. I don't think that this is the game for that. No. Um, you got to win outside. We know Tyreek Hill can win outside. I wish we had a bigger possession receiver that we could kind of just. That's why we got Chase Claypool. Chase out there. Claypool. He's got. He's got to be that guy on. What even six. happened to him? I don't even see him out there. He's out there for blocking purposes alone. Literally. And he's not a blocker, man. He's a receiver. He, that's why they got rid of him in Chicago because he didn't want to block. He didn't want to block. Just exactly. throw it up to him. Throw those fade routes. I don't think we're going to do it, unfortunately. I don't think Claypool gets any run in this game. Bro, they got Robbie Chosen playing over him. Like, yeah. Well, he's actually in concussion protocol. He now, got concussion. I saw that last and, but, um, and Robbie, he's not a he's not a big guy like Claypool. He's right. a speedster. He's a he's a he's a not he's a streak a go route. But guy. Clay, Claypool should be a guy on third and six. Yes. You call a play for him when you need a first down. He's a guy who can catch the ball in the middle of the field through can contact, take a hit exactly, yeah. and maybe get some yak. But he's got to be willing to do the dirty work. Like you said, he's got to be willing to block because he's not going to get a lot of targets, man. He's not going to get a lot of touches. But he needs to go into each game knowing that. Um, and I don't, I don't know if he's mentally with that. But uh, I, I think the Dolphins have a, a really good shot at winning this football game. So give me your score prediction. What do you – final score? I'm going to go 2017 Fence. 2017? I'm going to go 27-23 Baltimore. Just I'll, missing the spread. I'll go 24-21 Baltimore. I, think. I like it. I, like I think it. Miami's, what, three and a half on the spread? Yeah, it's like yeah, it's at three, three and, and a half, half yeah. right now. All right. Hopefully the Dolphins can pull it out, but we'll see. Let's you never know. Man. That's why they play the game, right? You never know. That's why you exactly. play the games. All right, let's get into our third topic. So we're going to talk about the whole Russell Wilson situation. This is from NFL.com, too. It says, Russell Wilson is expected to be cut by Denver in March. It says, according to NFL.com and The Athletic, Russell Wilson is expected to be cut. The Broncos reportedly reached out to Russell Wilson's representatives in late October, explaining that if Wilson didn't defer the injury guarantee trigger, 
state that he would be cut and lose his starting job because he's guaranteed money if he gets hurt. And the Broncos wanted him to decline that. He didn't decline it, you know, so the Broncos are sitting him out and they told him they're going to cut him. Do you guys think that the Broncos did Russell Wilson dirty? Because I'm going to read you some stats. So Russell Wilson has just as good stats as Patrick Mahomes does right now. 26 touchdowns. Mahomes has 26 touchdowns. Eight picks for Russell Wilson, 14 for Patrick Mahomes. They have the same completion percentage. So do you guys think the Broncos did Russell Wilson dirty? Or do you yeah. think, it, do you understand it from like an owner and team perspective? You don't want to pay him all that money, so sit him out and... No, I, I tend to side with the players, man. Denver, you, I think it's, um, who's the general manager? Is it John Lynch? I think it's one of the old... John Lynch. Or no, no John Elway. Lynch is the 40, 49ers guy? I think it's Elway's the gen, general manager over there. He's Or he's calling the shots. But anyway... You, Denver, you guys negotiated this deal with Russell Wilson's team. You guys are the one that put that injury bullshit in the contract. Russell Wilson, I mean, obviously he wants to protect himself. The NFL is cutthroat. It's brutal, man. If you get hurt, if you blow your knee out in the NFL, they can cut you and don't even have to pay you the rest of your contract. It's not like the NBA where you're just guaranteed, you know, your entire contract. So I, I think Russell Wilson is smart for protecting himself. You know, people say, oh, he doesn't need the money. He's made $100 million already, but that's generational wealth, man. You got you to gotta protect yourself, the investment. Russell Wilson invests millions of dollars in his body every year just with the – what's that, that stuff called, the, like the ice LeBron does? He does like the – Yeah, like cold plunge, hyperbaric chamber, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, he does hyperbaric all chambers. that, man. He, he makes sure that he's ready every, every week for Denver, and I just think – I think they're treating him a little unfairly, but my thing is like he didn't even play that bad this year. Twenty six touchdowns, eight picks, three thousand yards. He didn't even yeah. play that bad, honestly. And they kind of turned it around a little bit. Won like five games in a row after they got blown out by fifty by Miami. So I don't think he's played that bad. And it's not to his, get yeah. this kind of treatment. What do you think, Joe? I'm kind of caught. I'm caught in yeah. the middle. This is this is my thing. I think um, this is as much Sean Payton's decision as it is anybody else's. Yep. I think Sean Payne obviously clearly doesn't want Russell Wilson as his quarterback. Yep. He's proven he proved to the organization that he can win because he won with Russell Wilson. So now he's going to the organization telling them, okay, now I want my guy so I can show you guys what I really can do. That's number one. Number two, I'm not mad at Russell Wilson taking that money. You know, I'm I'm pro player when it comes to the contract stuff because, like you said, an NFL team can cut you. You twist your ankle, you can't get it back on the field. They'll cut you with no remorse. So I'm not mad at it. But I'm not mad at Denver cutting Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is done. He is toast. And you're right. He's not playing bad. But let's pull up the stats he had last year. Oh, last Those, year it was ass. But that might have been the worst quarterback in football yeah, last year. Yeah, for sure. Um, he just might have been. And there was bad quarterbacks last year playing. <laughs> but but that's what I'm saying. It's, it's kind of one year good, one year bad. And at this point... At this juncture of Russell Wilson's career, he doesn't look like he's invested into playing football. Is he ready to play every night? Yes. Is he ready to make sure he's out there giving the best he's got? Yes. But since he's not put in a winning situation, you can tell that the same fire is not there. When I saw that man in Seattle, that was a different dude. Once Legion of Boom left and it was on Russell Wilson, you saw the best of Russell Wilson, the 
scattering around, making plays on the run, doing things uh, unscripted plays. The team was a lot better too, but I guess team was I a lot you. better. Team was a lot better. Um, and he doesn't have a lot of talent uh, around him with this roster right now with Denver. But that's another reason why I think they need to cut him is because they need to start fresh, man. They need to get rid of this core. And start fresh and start either from the inside out, which is to get your O-linemen, get your receivers, get your backs, whatever, and then draft a quarterback. Or draft a quarterback and then build from the outside in. They just need to have a clear-cut a clear cut plan, mm-hmm. and they don't have one right now. So I think cutting Russell Wilson is them leaning towards trying to come up with a plan. Yeah, I got a little problem with the whole situation because they're still in the playoff hunt. They could still make the playoffs. And, like, right. I don't want to hear anything from Sean Payton saying, oh, I'm trying to win. Well, clearly you're not. You're benching your best option, and you're still in the playoff hunt. So this is not even about, like, you trying to win. I think he he disliked Russell Wilson from day one. Yep. He's yelling at him in the sidelines, like, every single game. His stats aren't, like, terrible. And he's but not he, turning the ball over. And he's not, he's not turning it over. So, like, I think he just had, like, he had it out from him on day one. Like, no matter what, I'm getting rid of this guy. I'm getting my own guy next year. So the slightest like error he makes, I'm going after him. So I think this is this is a, a Sean Payton thing more than like a Russell Wilson thing because the stats don't say he should be benched. He's got better stats than probably 75% of the quarterbacks in the NFL. Yeah. And they could still make the playoffs. So I don't understand like this whole situation. You were brought in to win Sean Payton. And like you're clearly like tanking these last two games when you could still make the playoffs. So I don't... Yeah, I don't like that. I, I agree with you. I, I think exactly what you said. I think Sean Payton, he, well, I mean, we all know Russell Wilson's a little bit of a diva, right? You know, he has his own team. You know, last year with Nathaniel Hackett as the head coach, Russell Wilson's trainer had his own office at the facility. Sean Payton said, no, we're getting rid of that right away. The media is trying to, you know, paint Russell Wilson as this horrible guy, which obviously we never know. But I don't think he deserves what he's getting but at the same time he's getting paid tens of millions of dollars per year and he's going to be fine he's going to play again you know Mm. wherever it's at somebody's going to pick him up and pay him you know what he deserves which is going to be well over 20 million dollars a year i do think it's personal though this whole situation because drew Brees' his last two years sucked as a quarterback and you never seen sean payton like yell at drew Brees or anything like that ever it's, it's that, different. It's a different that relationship. His, that was his guy. Yeah, yeah. that was. His yeah, guy but he wanted. but he sucked the last two years. He was horrible. But you won a Super Bowl with a guy like that. That's like McCarthy. McCarthy. You've never seen McCarthy go crazy on Aaron Rodgers when they were pretty bad those last couple of years before McCarthy got fired. He didn't go crazy on him. He won a Super Bowl with that guy. He won multiple MVPs with that guy. He won been to multiple NFC title games. Won the NFC North five six years in a row. You know you're not gonna come at a guy if he's your guy, especially the quarterback. Yeah, it's different, especially New Orleans with the whole Katrina thing, you know, winning the Super Bowl after Katrina. Sean Payton, Russell Wilson's not his guy. But that's like, the thing. But I will say, like, when you get 70 dropped on your head, that's a coaching thing. That's not that's not like a – you never see that. that yeah, that's yeah. a coach when – sure. when you're like 500 or over 500 and then you had like a 70 bomb dropped on you, that's a coaching thing. I so I think Sean Payton deserves more blame on this yep. than Russell Wilson, in my opinion. And this this season, yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Like you said, you put up the numbers. Russell Wilson is playing comparable, if not above average level football. So he shows he's still got something left in the tank. I think he needs to be in a better situation, surrounded by more talent. More veterans, probably. More veterans. A guy maybe put him in Vegas. 
Maybe yeah. Jacoby Myers with Devontae Adams, with Josh Jacobs might be enough to entice him to want to put his best foot forward. Remember how everybody... And Antonio... Uh, Antonio uh, uh, what's his name again? Antonio Pierce. Pierce oh, Antonio Pierce. Yeah, yeah. He should get the job, man. They should give him the job. I think they, they would. No, I think they will. And I think somebody like a Russell Wilson, they would work together well. They're both real mm-hmm. raw, raw type of guys. Very cliche with the way they talk. Very in the media. Like very, very positive. They have good rapports with each other. They're very emotional guys. They seem very passionate. I think they would work really well together. A situation like that, I think, would be good for us. I think this this is showing how great Pete Carroll is as a as a football coach mm. as well. Going all the way back to USC, you know, Reggie Bush, Matt Liner, all those guys comes into the NFL, wins a Super Bowl, should have had two, you know, didn't didn't want to hand it to Marshawn on the goal line, whatever. But I think Pete Carroll put Russell Wilson in great situations, man. And and Russ was complaining about the offensive line in Seattle, which I think ultimately is why he wanted out of there. Cause they, I mean, I think they were close to making the playoffs with that team, you know, when he, the, his last season before he left and then Geno Smith takes him to the playoffs, you know, the first year. Yeah. But Geno Smith, this, Russell Wilson has outplayed Geno Smith this year. This so year, it's yes. one, one, like uh, it's one, one, you That's- know what I'm saying? So like, yeah, I get it, but I mean, Geno Smith, he had a good year, but he ain't better than Russell Wilson. I'm sorry. He's not. He's not. Yeah, he's not. He's not. I think that this no. year proved that. And a lot of people were saying, oh, like, it was all Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson is, was just trash. He's a system quarterback, but that's not true. Yeah. I think the Broncos, they're, they they have good pieces. Like, Jerry Judy's been a little injury prone. He was supposed to produce a lot a lot better for them. Cortland Sutton's a possession receiver. Bro, he has no weapons, bro. Cortland Sutton's like a number two. He's average, bro. Yeah. And he's like, playing, and he's and he's their number one. And he's he's trying to step up his game, but like, yeah, I, I think he's giving him all he's got. Judy man. was supposed to be the number one. Bro, if you think about his his weapons, yep. bro, he has Javante Williams guy blew his knee out twice. Cortland Sutton blew his knee out. Jerry Judy's a butt. He has no weapons, bro. No like, weapons, what's he doing? Like what are you giving this guy? He doesn't have DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Jackson Smith, and Jake. He doesn't have any of that. Kenneth Walker. In the Kenneth back Walker, there. yeah. Yeah, he doesn't have any of that. And no, he's got the same numbers as Mahomes. So, like, like this is this is crazy. Mahomes has 14 picks. Russell Wilson has eight interceptions. So, that I think this year really played into... It gave Russ a lot of leverage to allow him to hit the market and say, you know what? Okay, cool. I'm going to go prove to you guys that I'm still worth X, Y, and Z dollars. And make it happen, but he's got to be put in a situation. Let's just say the Lions stink up the joint. They get rid of Jared Goff? They're not going to get that rid of That ain't happening. No, no I'm way. just asking. Because Jared Goff, although proven, a lot of people give him, well, give McVay all the credit for getting to that bowl in 18 instead of Jared Goff. And if he, you know, if he gets to the playoffs this year but stinks it up and they're they're hosting it because they won the North, if they lose, doesn't matter who they play, but if they lose and they play poorly, I'm just saying don't be shocked if somebody's coming after somebody's head in Detroit, whether it's Dan Campbell, Jared Goff, the GM. Somebody is is going to be off that train, and I wouldn't be shocked if Russell Wilson's a name that starts coming around You know, in that building saying we just need a better version, a better quarterback maybe just to get us over the top. Yeah, I think the Lions are on high upset alert uh, first round. They're going to have to play um, Stafford in the first round, which mm. that's his old old team. That's going to be tough. 
That is going to be tough. Or they're going to play Seattle. I mean, Seattle already beat them in their building this year. They did. On the road. So I think the Lions' defense is horrible. Their offense is really good. Their defense sucks. They have bad teams. The Bears putting up 30-plus and all these other, like, garbage teams putting 30 on them. So their defense is really going to screw them in the playoffs. They might win one game, but that's it. Yeah. Yeah, I I actually agree with that. I like the Lions to be on upset alert, especially if they have to see – the Rams. Oh, they have to see the Rams, buddy. I'm watching that shit. And I think they're going to get whooped this week by the Cowboys bad. In Dallas, I think it's going to be ugly. I think it's going to be like two, three touchdowns. They play tomorrow, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They play I'm tomorrow sorry. night. It's going to be ugly. I think the Lions are ahead of schedule, though, man. This was supposed to be like, you know, at least three or four year rebuild. Dan Campbell's on what, year two? Year two. Yeah, candidate for coach of the year. He's number two right now in the odds. I think they're going to give it to the Cleveland guys, Stefanski, for losing Deshaun no Watson and Joe Flacco and that whole thing. So I don't give a damn. It should go to D'Amico Ryans because the Texans they were about to, to be the worst team. They were about to be a playoff team. They got your boy Mike rookie. McDaniel over him, though. That's my guy, too. <laughs> I love Mike McDaniel, but obviously Mike McDaniel was playing with so many talented players on his team. Nobody knew who the hell Tank Dell was. At least I didn't. I didn't. Uh, Nico Collins, I heard of him, but nobody knew this guy was like this. Yep. And obviously, CJ, man was man was in the MVP race. Rookie of the year, obviously. Yeah, it's oh, not yeah. even like offensive rookie of the year yeah. for sure. That's that's a given. But to get a rookie quarterback to be playing at an MVP level, outdoing guys like Joe Burrow, outdoing other other quarterbacks in either his class or people that are considered better than better than him. You give D'Amico Ryan's credit for that. I think he should yep. be coach of the year. I'm not. I don't hate that. I'm not mad at that at all. They got him like fifth in the odds. Though. I don't. That's they're not going to give it man. to. Him. They're going to give it to Stefanski, man. I swear to freaking God. Let me see who they have above him. They have. I hate Stefanski, man. They have. I don't like the Browns. Stefanski one. I don't like it. Campbell. Dan two. Campbell two. Shane Steichen three. The Colts head coach. No. Mike McDaniel. No. D'Amico Ryan's. No, the I think Colts Campbell. head coach. Dude, the Colts team is is ass, bro. I don't know how that team's in the playoff hunt. They have they nobody. Got, they have no, Gardner Minshew at quarterback, bro. Yeah, but like, they, they got Michael Pittman, who I think is really good. They got Zach Moss and Jonathan Taylor are pretty good. Jonathan Taylor been out the whole year. Yeah, he's been playing the past couple games. He's been he? like on and off like every game. Like, well, I think the last week he got like two touchdowns, didn't he? They, Something like that. They're that team's built the right way. They're they're like the Texans. They they have a solid offensive line. They have um, the worst rated defense in the NFL, though the oof. Colts. Yeah, That's their front bad. four, their front four is okay. I mean, overall defense maybe not, but I think the Texans are just built the right way. Texans Le- are built. Laramie Tunsil, left tackle, one of the best left tackles in the league. The other ta- tackle they got, I think Titus Howard, whatever. He's he's bottom or top heavy, like he's in the top ten right. of tackles. And then the rookie quarterback, and then they drafted um, the edge rusher out of Alabama, Will Anderson. That was a Will Anderson. Yes, he's been playing very well this year, bro. He's that's like a, those are they hit the the jackpot. Those are two generational talents, offense, defense. Yeah, they hit. And I then, hear you on that, but I would give it to Steichen over D'Amico Ryan's. They're nuts. Just because, bro, they lost the quarterback. They have the worst rated defense in the NFL. This this guy he missed. Uh, Jonathan Taylor for four games, five games. He hasn't played five games this year. And they beat the Baltimore Ravens in Baltimore this year. I mean, that's crazy. But bro. He didn't even have the job the full year. They had Frank Reich over there, and they fired him, and he just got the job mid-year. Can't give it to him, man. I mean, I guess. I mean, Yeah, you got to have a full year. You got to have a full year. I would give it to Stefanski, though. But if it's Steichen or D'Amico Ryans, 
I have to go stack. Killing me with the Stefanski stuff, but I get it. I, I, w- I think I would give it to Campbell, man. I, yeah. like, you win the North? How, when was the last time the Lions won the North? I think it's been like 30 years. It's got to be something like but that. But you know the Browns can still win the one seed? It's still possible. The one seed in the AFC or in, in the AFC North? AFC. No, no, no. In the AFC, they could win it. There's no way. If, if Baltimore loses two games in a row and the Browns win out, they're the one seed. Even over us? We would have to win out, but say we win and lose, and the Browns win out, they're the one seed. Oh hell yeah. no! That ain't gonna happen though. I mean, if that's a team play- you don't want to play in the first round. I'm sorry, the Browns, bro. That's like a dark horse team right there, bro. Yeah, I mean, they're gonna have home. They already won the North, right? Or wait, no, no, Baltimore. Baltimore. Oh, that's up. AFC North, right? Yeah. No, but I'm wow. saying the Browns can win the one seed in the AFC. But but Baltimore has to lose both games. They have to lose both games, and the Dolphins have to split, and the Browns got to run the table, which is possible. Which is who do they play? Who are the last two? Do you know? Scrubs, I think. I don't know. The Browns are going to win out. Baltimore has to go to Pittsburgh, and see. they got the Dolphins. So. I don't. Yeah, I don't know who Cleveland plays last two. I didn't know they had a chance, but that is scary. That's nasty work. And, and and it really it's really because of Joe Flacco, man. Because if if they had Deshaun Watson there, I wouldn't be that uh, wouldn't be that worried. And just Deshaun's great. I was a Deshaun guy to start off. I thought he would he would try to get back into the form he had. Talk about a disappointment though, Deshaun Watson. I, I, I think this know. is good for Deshaun Watson. I think he's he's learning from a, a Super Bowl champ and Joe Flacco. He's learning. You don't have to be Clemson, Deshaun Watson, putting up fifty points on Alabama. We just need you to to make the throws. We don't need you to run. Just make the throws to Amari Cooper and Joku, Elijah Moore. Turn and hand it to the running backs. Let them run behind the line. Um, I think they would have a chance at winning the Super Bowl if they had Chubb. I know running backs are are not even important anymore, but I think obviously oh, yeah, they had a better chance with yeah. Chubb. The generational ones still matter at the end of yeah. the day. You got a top five, top ten running back. It could change the dynamic of your football team. Bro, this Brown situation is like identical to the Eagles situation. That when they won the Super oh, Bowl, don't say hear that me that out. Me. Hear me out. Same defensive coordinator the Browns have that the Eagles did when they won the Super Bowl with Nick Foles. Backup quarterback, proven, wins the Super Bowl, and their starting quarterback got hurt and has a massive contract. It's like almost like identical. So the Browns already played their week 17 game against the Jets and beat them. Right. So yeah. all they have to do is beat Cincinnati in Cincinnati, which is obviously doable. It's doable. It's it's not guaranteed, though, because Jake Browning has shown he can play. He's not great. If Jamar Chase doesn't he play, can play. he can play. He can play. He's not great. He's not better than Joe Flacco. He's not on Joe Flacco's level. But no. he's, he's not Trevor Simeon. He's not Nick Mullins. You know, he's better than those guys. You know it's what a, I think it is? When you're a new quarterback and nobody has tape on you, you look good the first game. And then when people get tape on you, you get exposed. And I think that's what happened last week that Jake Brown got exposed. Yeah, yeah, yeah he definitely got exposed for sure. But I, I, I just I don't think he's as bad as the other guys. I think he's below average, but I don't think he's down there with, let's say, Ryan Tannehill. And like I said, Nick Mullins or, or Josh Dobbs. I think Josh Dobbs is more... Of somebody who got exposed, he got exposed. Yeah, four turnovers, I five mean, turnovers in one game. Couldn't even throw it. He couldn't even throw it over 100 yards. Couldn't even get over 100 yards. So, I think it's possible because it's a division game. You know, Cleveland and and Cincinnati. Cincinnati does have a good defense. Um, I don't think Jamar Chase is going to play it all this year. Their season's done. His shoulders banged up. Yeah. T. Higgins is 
you know, fighting for a contract. So maybe there's a chance there that Cincinnati he played well last week. Gives them gives them a, a game, but Cleveland's gonna win that game. They could still make the playoffs, Cincinnati. So they're gonna be definitely playing. Yeah, they're gonna be trying. Maybe Jamar Chase does come back. I don't know. But Unless they lose this week to Kansas City, which is probably gonna happen. Then maybe they just tanked the last game. Yeah, but I yeah. think Kansas City's they're going for blood this week. That's a fact. I don't know. Kansas City looks they don't look good at all, man. Yeah, they, they look just, bad. They lost to the Raiders. I mean But I think that's why they're coming out for blood now, man. They they're not teams that lose back to back very often or at all. Mm-hmm. And uh I think they know right now that they they need to strap up real quick because if they lose this week <laughs> They lose this week. I'm telling you, that week 18 matchup is going to be big for them. Bigger than any week 18 matchup they've ever had. Yeah, I mean, they got a strong possibility to play Cleveland in the first round, too. And I would pick the Browns to beat the Chiefs in that game for sure. Going into Kansas City, that'll be difficult. With the Chiefs' struggles they've had on offense and the Browns' defense, that's going to be a tough game for them. Chiefs got good defense, too, though. So I, I I I would like to see what Joe Flacco can do against a legit defense. Um, even though, obviously, like you said, he showed it yesterday against. The I've Jets. seen Joe Flacco on the road in the playoffs beat Peyton Manning and the Broncos in the playoffs with the Ravens. So I mean, he can do it. Yeah, so. I mean, Amari Cooper didn't wow. play. You know, <laughs> hot take. Can't believe you just said that. <laughs> Amari Cooper, you know, is banged up. Elijah Moore had that scary injury. You know, having shake the shakes from banging his head off the ground. So I, who knows what Cleveland's going to have offensively? You know, as far as weapons. And Joku's banged up this year, so I, I'm not like all in on the Browns. I think it's a, it's still a two horse race between Baltimore and Miami. Mm-hmm. But I think you know Cleveland will win a playoff game at, you know they could go on the road and win, but I don't see him getting through Miami or Baltimore. I don't either. It's gonna be a good playoff though. But let's move on to our last topic, trending our trending topic segment. Okay, I'm with it. So Joe, I'm gonna ask you. Okay. I'm with it. You, you've been in Miami, right? You've been to the clubs in Miami, like uh, back in the day and back stuff, in the day, right? Back in okay. the day. I'm too old for that now. All right. So rank these Miami clubs blindly without knowing what comes <laughs> next. Oh, shit. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Club space. Ooh. I'm going to go three. You can put space at three? Okay. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Had its time. 11. I went recently. Shout out my dog, Coach. Shout out to Sports Bender Podcast. <laughs> um... I'll put 11 at 2. 11 is be- definitely better than space. I just don't know if it would be number 1. I'll put 11 at 2. That's a good one. 11, they claim they're the best, but it's to me, it's they're good. But They're it's good. Not. They're not the best, though. They're yeah. good, though. Live Miami. Damn, I got to put Live at 1. Live, live at 1? Yeah, Live is live is, uh, live is dope. Live is dope. Okay. El Patio. Ooh, no. that's <laughs> We're going to put that at 5. You don't like El Patio? El Patio is... Uh, Dude, El Patio was open during COVID, bro. I went. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody else was open during COVID. El Patio is just dirty, dog. It's just dirty. I've seen some. I've seen some dirty shit there, yo. So you got El Patio at five? Yeah, man. Oof. I'm sorry. And then the last one is Story. So your ranking Ooh. was Live. What was it Live Eleven Space Story Story Patio? What do you think? That's not yeah, bad. it's not bad, but I would have changed uh, uh, Story and Story and Space. space. Yeah, story in space. I would put story at three. Okay, that would be my ranking. Right I agree there. with that. Let's go. All right, Joe. This one's for you, and Joe, you can chime in. Guess the top five most googled people in twenty twenty three. Ooh, oh, Taylor Swift, 
Number one, Taylor Swift. What? Yeah, for, yeah, bro, with that whole Kansas City and Travis oh, Kelsey stuff, and, the, and this the is music? everybody. So in the whole world, yeah, oh, no, that's crazy. People, Taylor bro. Swift number one. That's crazy. We're, yeah, for real. What are we doing? Five. Top five. Yeah, top five. You're getting way into Joe. Man, probably one of the Kardashians, I would say. No Kardashians, thank God. No Kardashians. Um, that means it's a good year. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm thinking. <laughs> t- let's go with uh, Joe Biden. Joe Biden is not in the top 10. Wow. And neither is Donald Trump. None of those two are in the top 10. Wow. Uh, is, it gotta, is it athletes or? No, no there's, 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 there's athletes. Yeah. Oh, Messi's got to be in there. Messi's number two. Yeah. 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 He just won the World Cup. That's right. Yeah. Soccer is like the biggest sport in the it's world. The biggest too. sport oh, in the yeah. world, too. And then yeah, he came yeah. to America, you know. Are we going to go Ronaldo, too? Is Ronaldo yeah. Ronaldo's, Ronaldo's number three. Yeah. Let's go. He's number <laughs> sure. three. Yeah, so you yeah, guys yeah. got two more, four and five. You guys are never going to get four. I would never get this. Mm. Five, five you guys can get. He's super famous. Bezos. No. He's a rapper. 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 Drake. Yep. Drake, oh, yeah, number Drake. five. Oh, yeah, that makes Drake. sense. Drake's and then number four is Cher. I don't know who the hell is Googling Cher, Cher yet, but wow. she's old, man. She's like old school, like singer. Nah, she's I, was like gonna, singer. I was about to say Elon Musk because I know he'd be in the news a lot. Number stuff. seven, Elon Musk. Uh, Cher's from like our parents' time, like the 70s, the 80s. That's weird that she's in there still. All right, oh. so I'm going to ask you guys before we close it because, you know, this is the host in me. Mm-hmm. I want to ask you guys top five players in the NBA right now. Players? Yeah. In the NBA right now. In order or just top, top five? I'm top going Jokic number one. I think, he, I think he's the best player. I think Jokic still has to be number one. Yeah, I hate bro. to say it, but mm. he's there. Okay. For me, John Morant's in there in, in the top Whoa. five. In the top five? Absolutely. <laughs> <Yeah>. Way, bro. <laughs> Shout out 12, man. I got I got Shea over John Morant. Yes. I what? Shot. Yeah, bro. Shea was SGA? first team all NBA last That's year. SGA's man averaged 30 points a game, bro. That's I like fair Shea. To say. I'm going to put Joker, Shea. I'm going to put Luka. Embiid. MVP like last year. No, Embiid's. I mean, he's he's got he the is. numbers, but you I'm don't play, like Joel Embiid. I'm gonna put Embiid and Giannis. That would probably be the top. Embiid's yeah. never there when you need him, though, man. Like he's. But we just talking about right now. That's what I'm saying. Oh, right okay. now, top five players walking okay. the earth today. You know that this list is subject to change as soon as postseason hits. Obviously, the list will differ, but I would go Jokic one, Embiid two, Giannis three, Luca four, Shea five. That's what I would do. That's a good list. Durant six. That's that's fair. I I'd go Joker one. Um, for me, I can't put Giannis only because of the the free throw shooting and you can't just, put Giannis in the top five. No, I mean at number two. Oh, no, that's fine. Just, I was like what? <laughs> just only because he's he's reverted back to the old Giannis that can't shoot free throws. His jumper has regressed. Yeah, it has. That back is true. from you know his championship year, he was making threes. He was making free throws. So, but yeah, Giannis going to be in there. Number two. I don't, man, I love John Morant, man. I think it's as wild. a basketball player, I think he's wild. top five. But I, I won't, like, I won't put him in there just because he hasn't played. I'll put, I'll put Shea at number two right now. He's balling, man. Shea is balling. He's playing probably the best, the best ball of his career. And one thing I like about him is that he's playing winning ball, man. They're winning games and they're winning at a high clip, yo. Yep. And he and what he's doing defensively too, like he's taking the challenge of guarding Steph Curry. Almost locking Steph Curry down, and and stuff like that. I think I don't know if I could put Luca at three. I I put Luca at three, just because the the physical specimen that he is, six foot seven, six foot eight. Bro, Luca's the best. I just watched Luca outplay Durant, Booker, and Beal in the same game, bro. Like it was insane. Was that tonight? Or it last was like night? two nights. Ago. It was the most insane thing I've ever seen. Yeah, 
Oh, it was it was Christmas night. It was Christmas yeah. game, bro. He made Dominated those other him. like he. It was like levels. He was like another level above. It was insane. Yeah, Luca. Luca is, is he's different, man. Luca Magic. I wish he could play defense. I wish he was a two way guy, but um, man, offensively, can't stop that guy. But there's there's so much there's so much burden on his shoulders offensively that that's that's the thing too, man. The numbers are inflated now. Basketball, yeah. the numbers yeah. don't mean the same the way they used to, even in the early 2010s. Um, the numbers were harder to come by, so they meant more. Now it's like a guy, there's four or five guys averaging over 30, north of 30. That's it's, crazy. it's crazy numbers, man. It's crazy numbers. I'll throw, I'll throw Giannis in at four. Um, I can't let him slide to number five. And then number five, I'll just throw Embiid in there. Got to, man. He's leading the league I, in scoring. Yeah. Leading and he's a two-way scoring. player, bro. Two he's way a great player, defender. Like, yeah. What you're saying is right, though. That postseason success, man, he's missing it a lot. And he, like, it's not even that he's not playing well. It's like he's not even available to play. I do think last year was Harden's fault, though. They went to seven with the Celtics, and Harden just, bro, what the hell did James Harden do, bro? Like, he had two 40 balls in that series. And then he had, like, two, like, 15 balls. Like, yeah. And I think one, like, seven ball. <laughs> and then in game seven, it was like game seven, right? He didn't yeah. do anything. They were up 3-2 in that series, too, and lost two back-to-back. That was crazy. They yeah, had bro. the game six at home, and they blew it. They blew it, yeah. And remember, well, it's actually three years now, I was going to say, too, but when the Heat went to the, uh, well, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, but the Heat played the 76ers in the second round. In the two second years, round, two years and Embiid didn't even play in like two of the games. So it's like I know he's he's a top five player, but his his to me his health through throughout his entire career is what is why I'm a little hesitant to put him in there. But when he's healthy, yeah, he's a top five player. I think sure. Joel Embiid is under the uh, the Josh Allen syndrome. He get the numbers. He's great in the regular season. But he just he's missing that postseason run, man. Just one, even just one, would be enough. Because now look at how we talk about Joker. Yep. Talk about Joker. We we praise him. We love. I mean, everybody universally recognizes him as either the first or second best player in basketball. Bro, they lost two games in the playoffs last year. They sweat. He swept LeBron James in the playoffs, bro. Like that's that's, hard to that's do. insane. That's crazy, bro. You sweep LeBron and AD. You beat the Heat in five when they were hot, bro. Like. And it's not like Dem- Denver's a great team and has a great coach. Don't get me wrong, but they, the only people that have swept LeBron James is Popovich, Go- Golden State, it, yeah. and and the Spurs. So and those are all time all time players, right? So and I know LeBron's on obviously the back end of his career. Who knows when LeBron's going to retire? But it, and you know Anthony Davis is a all world talent still, and he dominated Anthony Davis, who's one of the best defenders in the league still. Yep. So I think Joker's got to be there. All right, Joe, I got two more for you, then we're going to wrap it up, okay? Got you, brother. All right. So these two famous people walk into a bar. Who comes out with the girl? DJ Khaled or Joe Biden? <laughs> oh, man. Comes out with the girl. The president or DJ Khaled? Depends on what bar. <laughs> I think if it's in Miami, it's DJ. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. If we're going to go neutral site, not Miami, because obviously if it's Miami, DJ Khaled, I'm going to say neutral site. The president, yeah, I think Joe, Joe Biden, Biden's old ass, or is DJ another one? I think and Joe, he, yeah, I think Joe Biden went. And the only reason why I say that is because I don't think a girl just wants to hear DJ Khaled say another one another 10, one. times. <laughs> like, I, I just I think a girl will get too annoyed at that. Connor McGregor or Jake Paul? I think Jake Paul, I think Jake Paul got a little bit more riz. I think Connor McGregor is too full of himself, man. He'll 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 literally Connor McGregor comes across as a guy who really likes to hear himself talk. 
<laughs> like, yeah, he does, I, think, he, bro, I yeah. think he's just a real cocky dude. He's got a lot of just throughout his career, not early in his career when he's coming up and being a UFC superstar, but just like the the punching the guy in the bar. It's like, you know, it's just, you know, talking about people's wives and shit, you know, that that stuff really I don't think he had to take that route and he could have been a lot better off than where he is now, which obviously he's still successful, but I just think a lot of people he lost a lot of like common fans, like mm-hmm. you know, but and Jake Paul's an idiot, but <laughs> not necessarily an idiot, but he acts yeah. you know, he's the typical you know, YouTuber. He's a marketing influencer. He sells. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, just to, just to base it off the question, you know, who would walk away with the girl? I think Jake Paul got I think more Jake, riz, bro. I think Jake yeah. Paul got more riz. Like, at least he's willing to talk. He's willing to sauce it up. You know, talk about the shit. You know, Conor McGregor's like, hey, Hor, you want to come over here? Yeah. He's gonna. He's not <laughs> even gonna know what to say. I, I've seen Jake Paul with baddies. I mean, McGregor's Jake, wife is yeah, looks man. good, but I mean, nah. Come on, yeah, there's yeah. no. I'm <laughs> going Jake Paul. Drake or Messi. Drake wow. or Messi. Yeah. I'm gonna go Messi. Because if it's in my if it's in Miami, there's no way Drake's Drake's pulling all day long. In Miami. I don't know, man. The Spanish, man. You hear you hear Messi talk Spanish. These girls will fall in love with it. It's, if we're doing it here, I mean not eighty percent of the women here talk Spanish, bro. That, that's that's really difficult because music and sports is like the top two like worldwide. But but Drake is u- universally recognized as a dog. But these Miami <laughs> girls, Drew, they don't know what Messi looks like. They know what Drake looks like. No, th- that's true. They, that's true. I think you know, know what I'm saying. Messi would get lost in the crowd because he's so short. And yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like everybody knows what Drake looks like. Come everybody on, knows what Drake looks like. <laughs> I, man, I'm not a big soccer person. I even know who Messi is. I think a lot of people would. That's a difficult one. I might have to go Messi on that. I'll one. probably go Messi on that one, dude. All right, last one. So rank these sports duos blindly. Okay. Oh man, this is gonna be tough. And this is all time. This gotta be the last question. We gotta all end it time. on this, man. This is this, it right this here. This is tough right here. Michael Jordan and Scottie oh. Pippen. Where are you putting them? Oh, Jesus. That's oh, I'm me. gonna go two. Kobe and Shaq. One. One? Yes. Wow. Hell yeah. It's the best duo I've ever seen Steph in my life. Steph Curry and Clay Thompson. Four. Four? LeBron James and Kyrie Irving. Oh, don't put them over Steph and Clay. Well, you can. They yeah. are over Steph and Clay. They're a better. I, I would probably put them over Steph. I'll put them. I'll put them at three. I think they're they're at three. Yeah, I'd take them over. Damn, the last one was Magic and Kareem. Oh, I folded <laughs> yo. Oh man, that's hard. That's tough. I just, I guess, I'm biased. I think Kobe's the best basketball player to ever live, and I think. He gets underappreciated with the with the three P that he got with Shaq. So, so how would you, how would you rank that list if you didn't have to do it blindly? So who would be number one on this list? I think I think I would move LeBron. I think last would be Stephen Clay. Stephen Clay last, and then yep. and then LeBron and Kyrie, and then Magic and Kareem would be at three for me. Three at yeah. three for real. I can't put them over MJ and Scotty, and I really think. Kobe and Shaq is the best duo to ever live. How many really, champions? Magic and Kareem got four, right? With the Lakers? Three. I think you got Together three. they got three? Or I thought it was at least four. four. Or four. Magic might have five. Because I know Kareem's got Kareem six rings. He's got six rings. I don't know, bro. Magic and Kareem, bro. That that might be one, bro, honestly. Over 
over Scotty and, and Mike? They got Cause six. Because Scotty Pimp is like whatever, bro. Like these other two guys are like top five players. Exactly. You know that's what I'm saying? Like that's, that's, that's yeah. Scotty's a top like what twenty five guy? Top fifty. Top thirty, I think. Thirty? Scotty, yeah. He's I Scott, named thirty basketball players over Scotty Pimpin right now. Easily. Over Scotty Pippen? Over Scotty Pippen. I think you might be a little I think you might be stretching that a little bit. I don't know. I, I mean, mean can you? Yeah, you probably can, but I can. I'm not sure if I would agree with every name you say. But Magic and Kareem are both top five players of all time. Like he's not wow. even close. Ah. Who's, all right. So who's no, your top no. five? Top five of all, all time? time? I'm not sure if I totally agree with that wholeheartedly. Kareem has to be in the top Kareem, five. Kareem, to me for sure, it's Kobe, Mike, Braun, and Kareem. Those are the four to me. And not sure. Magic after that? Guy's got That's, like five rings, four or five rings. We could I wouldn't t- be mad at you. Could Magic throw, in there. You could throw Tim Duncan in, in that equation. He's got five rings. I don't think I could do it over Magic Johnson. I, Tim Duncan in the top 10, but not over Magic Johnson. I can't do that. Yeah, Larry Bird, Larry Bird. I Bird. Timmy over Magic. I could maybe put Larry. I guess Magic would be the fifth guy. I, I, you know, I just, I never watched these guys play, so it's hard. For, you know, I'm just going based literally off resume. Highlights and resume. Yeah. You know, that's all That's all I'm seeing. And in my list, people would say I'm wrong because Kobe's in the list, you know, and people have Kobe no, right around I got six Kobe, or seven. I got Kobe in, in top the three. top four easily. Yeah. Yeah. And But but if you hear, like, if you see ESPN's list or a lot of people on TikTok, they always that got this man. That was disrespectful, man. man. 17. I saw they, Kobe at, like, 17 at yeah, one no, point. That's, that's, and that was after he passed. I would have I Mike, LeBron, Kobe. That's how I would do it. That's how you would do it? Or, like, I could even go LeBron, Kobe, Mike. Or not LeBron. I would go Mike, LeBron, Kobe, or Mike, Kobe, LeBron. That's what I would do. You got to go Kobe, Mike, Bron. I got to. Got to. Man, I think Kobe. That's what I'm saying, man. Kobe's like, if I need to win one. Yeah, if I need to win one game, I'm going to take Kobe over. I'm picking Michael Jordan, bro. What? No, I'm saying saying Kobe or LeBron. If I need to win one game, I think I'm going to have to take Kobe over LeBron. Oh, I love Kobe. I think Kobe's way more skilled than LeBron James. Like, you're just talking about skill. Yeah. Like Kobe Bryant is way better than and LeBron I think James. Kobe benefited from learning and watching Michael Jordan, being able to study Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan, I mean, who was he studying? Dr. J or, you know, Magic, Larry? Probably not. So I think Kobe kind of perfected everything that Mike did. And he was the only one that had the freaking balls to mimic that shit. There's nobody else that could do it because they. LeBron never tried. They, he couldn't. It, I think he would fall flat on his face if he mm-hmm. tried to approach it that way. But I think he's smart because me personally, LeBron's the best passer I've ever seen. He's yeah, not, I give you that. Yeah. He's the best passer I've literally ever seen. Yep. He's going to be the only guy in top five in assists and obviously top five in points. All time leading scorer. Can so. he catch number one in assists too? Is that? I, I think he might be able to do that. He just might be. I, I think John Stockton's number one. Or imagine John, one of them is number one. But um, but LeBron's the best passer I've ever seen, and I'm happy that he never tried to turn into a scorer. He scored in the basketball because he's played for so long. He's so dominant. But his best ability is passing. I think the, the one guy that might be better is Magic Johnson. I think that's a, like a debate because Magic it Magic was like crazy. He was. Passer, he was. Dude. Yeah. Like, he was. He was. I think LeBron just like I said. He he was so. He was doing it in different ways, so athletic. So yeah. his passes, just you know, outlets and all different type of shit. It's just I don't know, man. And LeBron got to study Magic. Like yeah. the, these guys, you have to give these guys their credit because they were the original guys, like yeah. Magic, Jordan. You know, they are guys like they from our generation. They got to to watch benefit. those guys and yeah, benefit from them. Everything. From. These guys paved the way for 
for everything we're seeing now. Yeah, but Kobe and LeBron, or Kobe and Jordan, they're, they're better offensive players and defensive players than LeBron James. Like, guarding one-on-one. Yes, like, one-on-one, yes. But that's what I'm talking I'm not talking about chase-down blocks. If you want to do, like, fancy highlights, LeBron's got all the fancy highlights, but one-on-one defense, they're better. They have more defensive uh, first teams, have more defensive accolades. I mean, Michael Jordan won... The scoring title, MVP, defensive MVP, finals MVP, and a championship in the same year. That'll never be done ever again. Ever again. Nobody will ever do that. <laughs> yeah, I don't think nobody will ever do that. Ever and, he, and he's got the highest scoring average in NBA history, bro. He's averaged like 31 points 30, per game for his career. Game, yeah, bro. Yeah, like, yeah, nobody no, will ever do that, bro. He's like, averaged 40 in a final. That's insane. I think, I think the Phoenix Sun final. And he did that in an era when they hand-checked the shit out of you, bro. Yeah, they like, foul you, foul Now you can't even touch. Bro, Michael Jordan will score 40 points a game right now. Michael Jordan might score 40 50. at the yeah. half. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because yeah, he's, bro. the game is so wide open. But I think I think Kobe is, is he's just a little bit sharper to me in the way he moves. He's It's like so elegant yet so ferocious at the same time. And I think Kobe, to me, went against the hardest level of competition where it was – the new age guys with athleticism and can really play. And it wasn't some guys in the nineties that really shouldn't be playing, but it was the best talent with the best defensive schemes. Like, dude, if you watch the way the, the game was played in 2002, 2003, 2004, 2005, the paint was clogged. There was yep. the, the, it was, you, you can still be physical without it being overly physical. You know what I'm saying? So it was the perfect mesh of the eighties and nineties and, what we have now in the 2010s and 2020s, it was a perfect mesh, and I think Kobe dominated the best era of. Do you like the, the way the the game is going now? Obviously, we we like to see more points scored, um, less defense. I guess. Do you think teams should? I mean, like teams like the Heat are great defensively and still getting scored a hundred points a game on them per night, just because that's how the league, that's how teams play. Do you like the way the game is going, or do you think? It should try and like slow it down, slow the pace down, take care of the ball more. Um, not maybe take care of the ball more, but I guess treat treat the regular season games more, like more importantly. Like because yeah, I feel I like on any given NBA night, you could see like last night in Golden State, Curry threw in the towel, second quarter. Clay was done by the second quarter. I mean, I know they're missing Draymond, but there's. It seems like like teams just flat out quit on any given. I think, yeah, the regular season, unfortunately, is so diluted. I think, unfortunately, the AAU scene, it starts from high school, man. Um, yep. The, the, the AAU scene has really diluted the game. They're, the kids aren't working as hard as they should, and they're being gratified a lot quicker, right? So they're earning things that they shouldn't be earning this early in the, into their basketball career, so they're very much entitled. And it's not... The kid's fault. A kid is 14, 15, 16, 17 years old. You put a Bentley in front of him, of course he's going to drive it. You put a, a, a brand new iPhone in front of him, of course he's going to take it. You give him $10,000, what do you think he's going to spend it on? He's going to buy jewelry. He's going to buy watches. He's going to get tattoos. That's okay. He's a kid. That's what he's supposed to do. But it dilutes the game. It makes the kid not be in the gym, and he's out here doing all this other stuff. And it's bled into college, it's bled into overseas, and obviously it's bled into the NBA. 
um, which I think is a reason why the international game has taken over our game so much because those guys are coming in not giving a shit about any of the stuff the American guys are caring about. Yep. You see where Joker's coming from. You see where Giannis is coming from and where Embiid is coming from. Luca, all these guys are coming from the slumps over there. Or not even that, but maybe just the way they're brought up with basketball. They're training the fundamentals. They're doing it the way they saw the 90s guys doing it and the early 2000s guys doing it. So I think, unfortunately, the game is watered down a little bit. What I will say that I like the way the game is called in the postseason because yep. it's fast enough to where it's fun and exciting. But in postseason, you could tell the game, they're not throwing away possessions in the playoffs. Yeah. Every team is playing, busting their ass in the playoffs. And it goes to show that is what the product should be in the regular season. But it's 82 games. Guys get hurt all the time. They're just they're not going to play that hard, unfortunately. I agree with you, man. And I'm glad you brought up the AAU thing because I feel like like we're about to see Lonzo Ball come back, start being able to run again in January in a couple of weeks. He hasn't been able to run in two years. I think that do you think like AAU is it necessary to go to Las Vegas and Orlando and all these these big travel tournaments and play five games, six games a day for 16 years straight? Because you, you, like you said, like overseas, it's different. They're not they're probably not playing. They're not doing this AAU style because I, I feel like Lonzo Ball's knees are shot because he was playing seven games a day for you know, 16 years straight or whatever it was, maybe 10 years straight. I don't know. I, I, me personally, I just feel like the AAU stuff, like if you can't beat the team down the street, why are you traveling to Las Vegas to play in, in all these, these tournaments and, and trying to, you know, obviously you're trying to get seen, but I just feel like the AAU scene, I know it's great. I, I understand it, but I just feel like instead of, Putting all that time towards games, it needs to go to towards skill development, mm -hmm. shooting, ball handling. You know, that's just how I feel about that. All right, man. Uh, any final thoughts before we wrap it up? Just want to thank you guys for having me on. It's been a blessing. Appreciate out here, it. Thank man. you for coming on, Big Dog. Tell the people where they can find you again. Yeah, man. The Sports Bender Podcast. You guys follow us on Instagram, TikTok, IG, uh, YouTube as well, man. We're live with the YouTube Shorts. Um, but we're, we're tapped in. Football season's right here, right? You know, obviously, we're in the nitty-gritty of it all, so make sure you guys tap in with us. We're going to have new content coming out this week. You guys got good uh, sports picks, too. You guys have been on a roll, so follow them. You want to win some money yeah. for yeah, man. Bet, bet, resp bet responsibly, man. Bet responsibly for sure, but, um, yeah, man, we're, we're, we're coming up. We're trying to help you guys win some money, man. If you guys tell any of our picks, let us know. But, hey, follow the Joe and Joey show. Don't be surprised where you see this show at. All righty, guys, that'll do it for us. Uh, you guys have a great new year. Get off to a good start, and then we'll see you in January. Take care. Feeling like Michael Jordan with the Bulls Feeling like I'm about to raise KG with the Timberwolves I'm getting pulled in all kinds of directions To the game, yeah, you know that that's the best one So just watch or just listen to the guys Tune in to the show, Joe and Joey on the ride